With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And no, 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 no shade. Um, no, no, no shade. No, no, no shade. Hey everyone. Um, Hi. Go and do your little counting thing. I'm what number are we on? I'm actually about to open the app. So basically, so, um, every episode, she lets everyone know what, num- what, what number it is. So this one, episode 23. Is that it? Woo! Oh, okay. 23. Woo, I thought we'd done more. I thought we're like on 25 or something. We're going to get there. Oh no, th- wait, this is 24. That's why. This is okay, 24. 24. Okay, yeah, 25 okay. next. Yeah. But yeah, um, Welcome, guys. Oh, Happy yeah. New Year. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. Yes. How's everyone doing? I'm good. Can we say who we are? Okay, 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 fine. <laughs> it's Ikea Aubrey. Um, it's my own royalty. And we have a guest with us today. Do you introduce yourself? I'm Fulbahar Ali Begum. Yes. Yes. We've got a guest today. <laughs> and we've got another guest, but he's running late. So when he gets Yeah, here, when you listen back to this, we're not impressed. No. <laughs> <laughs> when he gets here, he can introduce himself. But yeah, yeah. how's everyone doing? How are you doing? Doing great, thank you very much. Good um, start to the year? It has been a slow-ish, but it's been a positive start to the year. That's good, mm. that's good. That's, like good. that's key. Yeah. And if the year kicks off on a positive note, hopefully it'll keep going that way. Yeah, that's yeah. perfect. And I think, I think that's key. Yeah. I feel like when we go to New Year, I feel like we expect... We kind of expect things to kind of drastically change from like the 31st mm. into the 1st. But it's like, mm. life kind of continues. Like, it's just yeah. another day. So that like, is slowly gonna change. If that makes sense. Yeah. It's I not think gonna that's, be a drastic, like yeah. I think that's what hit me as well. Because thirty first, I was like, yes, I'm ready to go into New Year, <laughs> positive. And I feel like we automatically think there's a reset button. Yeah, like yeah. a freaky Friday. Yeah, like, like a reset button where you, you forget everything. Like everything's great. No. Like and then it's like the first of January came, and I was like, so same shit, different day. It's just it's <laughs> like I slept, like I went to church forever, and then like woke up, and I just thought. It's like literally everything's still the same, and it's I'm still yeah. like I'm still feeling how I'm feeling. I'm still like you yeah. know going like through whatever. Yeah, year. and I just thought, yeah. okay, but then I realized that you ha- like with a new year, you have to actively work, want to f- want it to be different than yeah, the, yeah, yeah, like yeah. the what want yeah. to achieve. Yeah, yeah. and like yeah, actually, yeah, and actually yeah. actually do something about yeah, it. And I think that's what it is. I feel like when we count that when we count to a new year, that's actually the main thing is that from okay, you're gonna form a new habit. Yeah. Kind of from, I mean, you should form a new habit every week or whatever anyway, as soon as you can. But, like, for a new year, it's like we're going to form a new habit from the first. Yeah. Like, I'm going to work to then get this. Like, the results you want for 2019, they're not going to get to you on a, at the first. Do you know what I mean? No. You have to work from the first to then get the results at the end of the year kind of thing. Yeah. But, yeah, I think it's been all right, to be fair. Yeah. Nothing worth it really comes easy. That's, that's it. Yeah, and, that's and so true. the tasks or goals that we set ourselves on the 31st or on the 1st of January, um, a lot of them tend to not be completed until the 31st of December. Honestly, yeah. And I think that's how 
I have personally become. Yeah. And um, I can see that happening with a lot of people. But I think mm. it's almost that thing of January has always been looked at as the dullest month of the year. Oh, yeah. Even the and weather is so dull. For the first time, <laughs> I actually feel like January is happening. I mean, that's good. And uh, because of that, I'm excited about it. Oh, that's so really good. Up to about October and it's all dull and thinking, what should I do? Should I start prepping for the year after? Yeah. I love that. That's, that's good. good. That's really yeah. good. Yeah. See, I'd love to have like a mindset like that. I feel like when January came, I was thinking, okay, so where are all my achievements coming? <laughs> I'm like, January, like, yeah. and I'm thinking next week, all my goals are going to be achieved. Yeah. But like, I just, I think it's just understanding that it's everything, like you said, takes time and everything. Yeah that's worth it doesn't come yeah. easy so yeah actually I think my thing is just I think I'm just a, a bit impatient sometimes and I think yeah. I just always want it like very I want it now yeah, yeah. but then I realize that I have to actually work for it yeah. so and See, I yeah. think it worked I think that's worked for me because in December the last week or so of December rather than setting it then I became the goal seeker then okay. so we kind of try and start reflecting on the year mm. that's just going by mm. to try and actually feel like right what is it that I want to try and achieve yeah. next year and mm. is it achievable yeah is it realistic can mm. I make it happen mm. and what is it gonna take to make it all happen yeah. and in order to actually by reflecting do, doing all of that I was able to actually set targets for myself in January yeah. from mm. January probably lasting up to so far I'd say about March April this is inspiring mm. but I'm the same because I like to, I'm a, I love to reflect like I like to reflect and look at where I was the year before that. Mm. So I reflect in Easter, I reflect my birthday, and I reflect at like the end of the year. And I always look at what point I was the year before and what it was I wanted to do at this point, mm. last that last point, that makes sense? Yeah. So for me, like looking into a new year, I was thinking, last year, I said I would have done this and this and this through the year. Did I do it? Okay, I did yeah. this, but I didn't do this, I didn't do that. So then I think of that way going forward. Yeah. But like with me, I kind of enjoy, I always enjoy the process and like, the growth in between getting results. I don't know what it is, but I just really like... The I just like that process. I love it. Yeah, yeah. because I feel... Because when I reflect, when I then get the result I want, looking back, I just always... like It always kind of blows my mind, mm. the process I went to and how, like, some there were some points I didn't think I was going to get to this point. And yeah. it's, like, amazing you actually got here mm. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we're going to have a good year. Yeah. Inspiring I think, year. like, just touching up on reflection, I think reflection is so, so important because I think a lot of times we forget how... Um, like you said with the process thing, yeah, how, how far you've how, come. Yeah, how far you've come. And then we, I think we also downplay yeah. how much we've achieved yeah. as well. And I think it's really important to like big big yourself up and say, like, I've actually done this like, yeah. and I've accomplished this and I should yeah. be proud of myself. Yeah. So yeah, ref- yeah reflection is definitely important. I don't important. think we can realistically um, set, seek goals or set goals or achieve goals without reflecting. Honestly. Mm. Um, simply because only once we reflect, we're able to see what went right, what went wrong, yeah. what I do want to do, what is a definite no-no. I can change that, yeah. And basically, that's the point that we're able to turn around and actually um, decline certain things in our life. Mm. Um, turn around and think, well, I was trying to do that in 2018 and I don't want to actually carry on doing that because it got me nowhere. Well, with yeah, it took that's me so down true, yeah. Rather than onwards and upwards. upwards yeah. And up until we're able to reflect quite honestly within ourselves mm. <clears throat> and accept 
um, our failures, losses and gains. Mm. We can't actually, I don't think it's humanly possible to actually move further on. Yeah. You know, whether it's for achievement, whether it's for fame, money, yeah, whatever form of success that we're looking for, it can't be achieved without reflection. That's so yeah. true. Now, a lot of people come to a point where you reflect and you find that you have to just accept, mm. repent, accept, yeah. move forward mm. because the longer we're going to keep looking back that's all yeah. we're going to get we're going to get yeah. dragged back and there's no moving yeah. forward or achieving yeah. because mm. nowhere in our no matter how much we've achieved in our past if the past isn't a part of the future it's only going to take drag us down, down that's mm. true yeah that's what that's what i'm working forward. on as well this year because i feel like with me when i um, reflect i like reflecting a lot but then when i reflect and there's like one thing that hasn't gone my way or something that's like affected me I tend to kind of be a bit down in that. And mm. then I'm, so I'm trying to work on that not being the case anymore and just kind of that moving, accepting and moving forward. Yeah. yeah kind of I think even, because yeah. I think even with that, like when I reflect as well and I look back at like the things that went wrong, I think I let literally that like bubble up and cloud everything and I make it such a big deal that yeah. I kind of forget or yeah, forget about the things that actually went well. Yeah. And I think I just let, that maybe that one thing that went bad just really like take such a take such a toll on me yeah that I just you know and I think I've found that if you don't do your own reflection somebody mm. else will do it for you yeah and the thing about somebody else doing the reflecting for you mm. is that you may not be satisfied with that outcome anyway whereas mm. if you do your own reflection yourself mm. it's pretty much like kicking yourself where it hurts to turn yeah. around and say you ain't gonna do that again or yeah. you don't want to go back there again yeah. or yes you want to repeat whatever worked yeah and I think that process is a difficult point to come to because I remember getting to the age of about 24, 25. Yeah. And that's the first time I started reflecting about everything in yeah. my life. Because up until then, it was just really busy. I think that, work, I think I've gotten you know, to that stage as well, school, yeah. college, uni, mm-hmm. work. And then you come to a point where you think, this is the point if I'm being asked within myself mm. to reflect upon my own life, mm. then it's only going to benefit me. And yeah. up until we do that reflection, we almost feel like we're not going to achieve any more until we do so. And that reflection was, I don't think it's ever been a bad thing because it kind of helps you summarise everything that's happened, then turn around and actually think what worked and what didn't, and then we've still, as individuals, got choice to what we move forward yeah. with. Did you feel quite pressured at that age, like to I did. achieve something, to, to make something out of yourself? Did it, you was, feel, it yeah. was the changes that I wanted and I had to make mm. because I came to a point where uh, at that point I was working in certain places and all of that. Mm. I had the money coming in on all of those things that were um, positive in everybody else's eyes, but it didn't work for me because mm. I was lacking by being in a full-time job at that place at that time I felt like I was missing out on being part of the community being around my family Mm. having me time for my own health um you know if you come to a point where you're not sleeping until two three o'clock in the morning and you're having to wake up at six o'clock every day that's not doing you any good yeah uh, over time it takes its toll I I figured that out about when I was probably about um three months into the job mm. that I started feeling like that's not for me mm. anymore. Um, regardless of how good it looks to the outer world, if it's not working for me, I've got to yeah. make the change because I can't live my life for other people. People, yeah. 
Yeah. And because of that, I had to make drastic changes that everybody around me couldn't understand. Mm-hmm. But the minute I made those changes, I personally was happier. Yeah. Happier, healthier, and actually just going for what actually worked for yeah. me rather than everybody else. I think it's so important to, it's so important to do what works for you. Because yeah. I think a lot of times we, like, even with, like, career-wise, for example, a lot of people um, may want to go into a career that maybe it's not sort of the traditional, conventional um, roles that, you know, you should go for. But I think a lot of times people feel pressured um, to to stay in those and to stay in the, in in those roles, but um, yeah, I think it's important to do what you want to do for yourself because I think it, like you said, it improves your um, your it improves your health, improves yourself, and I think it improves your relationships around other people as well. Because yeah. a lot of times you can be disconnected from like your family and your friends because you're so involved, like you're so much into your yeah. job and everything else that you kind of forget about other relations as well. So. Um, yeah, that, that, that's the truth. And the thing is, I've I found that simply because you cannot, especially when you're working within a community, mm-hmm. and a lot of people actually look up to you, whether they're looking up to you, down to you, or just checking mm. to see if you're worth being either a role model or yeah. worth working with or anything like that. What people don't realize is you can't be. A, role model unless you are happy within your You're own life. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of people, yes, you may people may say you can be a negative in a negative form, but from my point of view, who in the world out here at the moment wants to be unhealthy, unhappy, mm. unwanted or unsuccessful? Mm. Nobody really does. Everybody wants to go for even if it's the littlest form of success. For a lot of people if they're unwell it might be just being healthy, which yeah. is successful. Yeah. So it's, it's a matter of, for each and every one of us, there's different things that matter. And I came to a point in my life where I thought, I will be no good if I carry on like, like that. This, yeah. Which actually meant gi- giving up my city job, mm. going back to working in the community, having mm. a bit of time out, to, you know, t- practising faith a little bit more mm. and then stepping forward. <clears throat> yeah. Because I felt like if I didn't have that break at that time, I would have gone downhill. Yeah. Mm. So there would have been no yeah. role modelling at all. Yeah. Um, so just putting yourself first, yeah. basically. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So well. we're gonna, okay. we'll let our other guest introduce himself. <laughs> no Hello. <pressure>. Hi. <laughs> so you let people know who you are. Um... Well, who am I? Oh, that's a big question, isn't it? Um, Daniel. You see him all the time, though, because you see his work, so uh, you, know, well. you know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to boast too much. <laughs> um, Daniel, I want to buy DB Captures. Um, I'm a photographer, videographer, big mental health advocate. Uh, sometimes I sing, allegedly. And, I said allegedly. Uh, make that <laughs> killing. He hitting them notes, okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's really good. Lovely. Yeah. So um, what were you guys talking about before? No, we we're just talking about putting yourself first, and oh, like, yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's important to like, yeah, because she was basically saying how she had to give up, um, her job and everything. Okay, her city job, yeah, and um, just yeah, just putting yourself first. But okay. um, we should go. I think we should start with our um, topic. What's been going on? Yeah. So I'm sure everyone knows what's been going on with um, Mr. Kelly. Robert Robert Cr- uh, Kelly, Mr. Mr. Kelly. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Give your background. Don't know, yeah. yeah. Who don't know? Why am I always the one who does backgrounds? Do I don't mind doing it, but you I don't, do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. But um, so background story: um, R. Kelly is basically a paedophile. 
He's um, molester. Is that what? That's a word. Child molester. Child molester. He's uh, he grooms kids. Okay, let me tell you what. It's basically, there's a documentary at the moment out about him. It's called Surviving Ke- R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. Surviving R. Kelly, and it's basically um, women who he's abused and like taken advantage of and everything. Kind of just speaking on his situations, mm-hmm. and it's also like ex-employees and stuff as well. Yeah. Also coming out saying the things that he's done. Mm-hmm. It's just. An exposure. I feel like some people don't want to watch it and stuff, and I get why people don't want to watch it because it is a bit triggering. But I do think that it's important to watch it because I feel like it's something that it's a conversation that needs to be had, mm. not just about R. Kelly, but it's like it brings awareness to so much yeah. more, mm. more than R. Kelly. It's just, mm. it's just you know, and that those crimes and stuff. So yeah, yeah. Have I you- kind of took the opposite approach. I didn't actually Did watch it. Did you not? Mm. The only reason why I didn't, and I, I because I had a conversation with someone the other day and I, I kind of agreed with them, is that, unfortunately, these things you kind of knew about from years ago. Yeah. Do you know what? I didn't. My, oh, we, this, this stuff is... Yeah, it's been out for years. Yeah, I've never been out for years. I mean, saying that, I'm older, so a lot of this stuff, like, it was so common that people knew this was the yeah. stuff that he was yeah. doing, but everyone knew, you're not, you're not going to catch him because it's R. Kelly. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, when you're watching the documentary and you're hearing about stuff like that, you just, you kind of become a bit desensitised to the whole thing because it's now, it's now such a, it's a good conversation to have because it exposes what it's about and I agree <laughs> yeah. with that. But obviously as a human being, you tend to then become desensitised to the whole thing so it's just like, it becomes a bit of a farce now and then yeah. you now... You're looking at victim stories. You're you're now determining if they're real, if they're not. not. Like yeah. it, it just for me, it's just a little bit difficult to watch. Not because I don't believe that they should get him. Like he should be thrown in prison. They should lock him away. That doesn't change. But it's just like some of these stories are so sensitive, and then you tend to not really understand like actually how difficult it is to go through such a thing mm. as you know being groomed and 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 having someone do that to you, especially someone of that caliber. Mm. So it's just like. I never watched it, not just be, one, because I don't have the time anyway, but two, it's just I don't want it to be a point where it's just another yeah. thing that's come up. It's just another, yeah. someone's been exposed or whatever. Like, I still I still want that stuff to still hit nerves when I hear yeah. about them, rather than, oh, no, someone else has done it. Here we go yeah. again. Like, it's yeah. just, I guess it's, but it's it's a good, like, I'm glad that they did. I'm glad that they exposed yeah. it. And hopefully they get them. Do you know what I get, I get what you're saying. I get where you're coming from with that. And I get that um, when we see stuff over and over again, we become desensitized to it. But I think that I know, when I watched it, okay, with me, I didn't know like R. Kelly was. I thought, yeah, I honestly thought people were just making jokes. The thing about the girl, that him peeing on a girl, I honestly thought <laughs> it was like just rumors, like okay. alternative facts. Yeah. So then when I watched it and I, like, I learned so much, like, I was like, oh, wow, like, it's actually a real thing. But mm. I found that because of the way the women tell their stories, and it's not just like one person or whatever it is, it's because it was a, like a lot of women and stuff. I found that it made me more. Um, I wouldn't say desensitise me, do you know what I mean? Because I feel like with... Okay, this might sound a bit mad, but like with like stabbings and stuff, yeah. I'm not desensitised to them, but then when they come up, it's like, ah, oh, another one. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Exactly, that's my point, But then yeah. with this, I feel like we don't get enough... We don't have enough sexual abuse stuff come out. Like we have that the Me Too movement with like older women, hmm. but I think this one here enough because it's like... There were kids, there were, yeah, people, there were, yeah. there were kids who didn't know anything. Like, mm-hmm. And it was like this particular girl as well... Her parents, they went to a concert, yeah, and her parents were there with the, with the girl. And they had, obviously, they had heard about the Al-Kelly stuff. Like, this was, like, during these prime criminal times or mm. whatever. And, like, they were there. They were like, oh, okay, we're here. Like, there's nothing. He's not going to do anything. And so I'm, I think he must have called the girl up to, like, sing the song or whatever. But the parents are like, we're here. 
nothing's going to happen. They have not seen their kids since 2016 and they were there as well. Do you get what I mean? So I feel like it, this particular thing didn't... Desens- um, I wasn't desensitised to it. I feel like I'm saying this word wrong. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I, I wasn't desensitised to it. I feel like a, not enough com- um, conversations I had about um, this kind of sexual abuse, mm. especially like with, with kids and stuff. Like it's just... And like grooming. I feel like we don't talk about it enough. And like I've seen like, people saying stuff like, oh, like we don't talk about it enough in the black community. I feel like it's... Every community, they don't talk about it enough. No, it, sure. it, it yeah. is every community. It's not and just black communities. The, um, one of the reasons that I wouldn't watch things like that, I mean, sometimes you're tempted to turn around and you've always got that choice of whether you watch it or not, Yeah, is it puts me off a lot simply because a lot of people in the world might actually go for the, well, if somebody like R. Kelly can do it, okay. then so can I. Mm. Oh, yeah. And because of that, a lot of people that fall into that mindset, mm. that's not a good thing because yeah. for everyone, another hundred may be following. Yeah, yeah. true. And because of that, there's you always, almost actually look at it, and I look at fame in the light that once you're famous of any sort, yeah. you're actually a role model to even one person yeah. out there around mm. the world. Yeah. yeah, Somebody will actually... Look at you, Look at either you. respect you or whatever. And the minute that something like that goes down, yeah. you actually realise that you've let all of your followers, yeah. all of the people who like you, who are all of the people who support yeah. you, you've let them down big mm. time. Yeah. yeah. And what, pe- what people don't realise is now we're sitting here discussing all of that, there's probably a whole load of people out there doing all yeah. of that. Thing. Yeah, and absolutely. Done it, so I'm absolutely. Go yeah. I think yeah. I just wanted people to watch it because I felt like, because with the women, yeah, they felt like their voices weren't being heard. Like, it took them a lot to be able to speak about it. And I yeah. felt like, because they've now, like, got the courage to actually come out and speak about it, I just felt like they should be heard. Like, do you get what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, yeah, they got, like, absolutely. some backlash and whatever else. And it's weird because there's even some people who are still like, oh, like, they're lying or... Like, he had a concert the other day and there's women who were like, oh, like, um, they're protesting against um, the whole, um, what's, what's the G- hashtag? Is Mute, it? R. Kelly. Mute R. Kelly. And I'm like, you're women as well. Like, you're think, women as well. So I why think, are you doing yeah, that? I think we live in an, in an era where it's like exposed, like we want to expose everything. Like I feel like yeah. now we're not scared to expose someone for what they're doing, yeah. especially with celebrities. I think back then it's like, like you said, everyone knew what he was doing, but it's R. Kelly or like, or it's Michael Jackson or it's all these other people. Like, we're not going to do anything. Whereas now I think we're, it's, these these type of information is very accessible. Like, I can literally go on the internet and search or literally make a documentary myself and like, do you know what I mean? So I think we do live in an um, era of exposure. I think touching upon what you said as well with the women at the post, I think because, because, it sounds a bit mad, but I think because they were kids, I think a lot of older women are thinking, well, what like these? Because I saw something that was said on Twitter was like these ki- these children were too fast oh, or something yeah, like that. These are fast. Yeah. yeah, and I think these older women are thinking, oh, mm. children, like why are you like why are you at his concerts or why are you like? Yeah. I think because they were children, these older women are not taking them seriously. seriously. So it's what like, is, yeah. whereas if it was if it was their own if it was their own um, child, it's different. Yeah, it's exactly. different. If it was their child, it's different. But I think because other people's children, it's like, oh well, like why would you even yeah. like? But that's what annoys you know, about like, people though. I hate like when people cannot. Um, Kind of put, they can't put themselves in people's situations until they fir- that experience it firsthand. Em- well, obviously, empathy. not everyone's able to do that. Yeah. I know. And then, but like, it annoys me that yeah, like, why should you does. have to go through it and then we to understand how it feels? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you get me. Yeah. Like, why, that yeah. Because it's like but, that family who took their child to the concert, right? Yeah. 
you fully knew what R. Kelly no, but the, the parents were there. But, but, no, but like, I understand that. But they probably thought, oh, it's because he, he's, they said it's never going to happen. To, like he can't do anything because, because it's we're here, like we're yeah. here. But it's like, why would you know, fully knowing what his background is like or what he does? Take your child to his concert, yeah. and then thinking, okay, fair enough, you're there, and thinking, okay, nothing's going to happen. And now that it's happened, you now now you're starting. You actually yeah. believe what these other what, do you know what pa- parents were saying yeah. when. It was out there, but you chose to be yeah. ignorant and not. Well, but there's 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 another aspect to that as well that you have to understand, especially in those times. Say, for example, even like even think about it with Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. If as a parent, you know Michael Jackson invited your child over, yeah, that's a big deal, mm. yeah. and it's a big deal from a perspective that there's gain from it, whether yeah. it's status or money or, yeah. or monetary or whatever. Yeah. And so, even if you had as a parent heard stories. Yeah. If your mindset isn't about protecting your children, but more about what can I gain, gain from it, true, true. you're not really going to be thinking about what you could do. I mean, in, in the back of your head, you could be thinking to yourself, "Yeah, yeah that's just rumors." They only say yeah, that because celebrity. Yeah. Also, there's the fact that you're thinking, "Now, Bunda, if my child gets to meet Michael Jackson or whatever, I can yeah. tell my family, I can tell my friends." Yeah. Can, so the the reality of it is, is now now people aren't thinking like that yeah. as much because I think people are a little bit more wise to the fact that celebrities are no different from many humans. Yeah. 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 But yeah. the problem is, is that back then, a lot of families, it was almost like... Yeah. Um, they were like gods, like, weren't they? Yeah, of course, big that's, time. That's, yeah. Can you imagine that's being like... It should be treated. Yeah, that's what they were treated like. <laughs> yeah. But you know what it is as well? That, it's, it's good that you touched on that because actually the way that he got a lot of girls was because they wanted to go into music. They were singing. Yeah, they were yeah. He yeah. knew what it was that they wanted. And it's like, for them, being mentored by R. Kelly, like, are you kidding it's me? A you know what I mean? yeah, it's a big yeah. thing. It's a big thing. But like, even with like the parents and stuff, like, like with those parents, I don't want to, I'm not like being on the side or whatever, but I think that as parents, they took the best um, precautions that they could. Because what it was, mm. was um, I think after that, the girl, they're waiting for the daughter to come back off here, off stage, but then they took them like round the back or whatever. So they're waiting like, okay, where's our child kind of thing? And now the dad was like, I was getting a bit worried. But then um, the girl comes out, she's like, oh, our kid is going to mentor me with my singing, blah, blah. And they said to her, no. They said to her, no, that you don't need to begin that close to him mm. and then she was like oh no 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 and then they ended up speaking to R. Kelly and he was like oh no 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 this is what it is mm. you can have an adult so yeah. she always like the mum would go with her the dad would go to that every there was always an adult that went yeah. with her and that like, even to her sister and when I think when her sister went was when like things obviously went, went left yeah because they got her sister's younger so they kind of shut her sister out or whatever but then I feel like with that like they took um the, the necessary precautions yeah yeah that they could but I feel like it's it comes down to gain of people yeah, telling, or like okay this 100%. person can do this for me or this person and I feel like I feel like in today's society we're now more aware with like the Me Too movement with with um, people like undercover racists and stuff like we're now more aware that celebrities are normal human beings. They just have a talent yeah, that's made them blow. Yeah, like that's yeah. the only difference. Is that their work? They're more famous for their work than the work I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only difference. You know what I mean, but yeah. I feel like in today's society, we're more aware of that, and and we're yeah. quick to expose people if like. But I feel like that's yeah. a good thing. I feel like we're, no, no, it is a good thing. But yeah. I'm saying like, whereas back then you didn't want it. Like you wouldn't. Yeah. Let's just say hypothetically, allegedly, let's just say you went to. Um, um, Michael Jackson's house and something inappropriate happened. Yeah. You'd be too scared to you expose you know, him because he's I'm Michael like, Jackson. Whereas yeah. now, yeah. if something happened, I'm, I'm going. Twitter. I'm going to Twitter. I'm taking out my phone. I'm yeah. videoing something. Do you know what I mean? So I think. Yeah, yeah so it true. is. I, I think, think ex- uh, exposing is good. It's good. Yeah. Do do tend to do that because I've mm. seen that from a like you know you see, see on media for famous people and then I've actually 
been through that phase for non-famous people who are just succeeding in their own life. Mm. Like, you know, in any of those situations, if something happened with a celebrity or somebody who isn't a celebrity just doing well yeah. in their lives, it could happen and people could be too scared to share it. Yeah. Mm. It could actually not happen and the person might just want to spice things yeah. up. And then you get the genuine people where it could happen and they don't know what to do with it. Yeah. It's so true, yeah. Thing. Because there's the three, two to three different ways of looking at it. And I think the thing when it happens with celebrities and something comes out in on social media in a negative light, people do. The, the people who genuinely go through trauma with celebrities, they're scared to. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. they know it's always going to be a yeah. battle yeah. of losing and against the their fame yeah. and fortune yeah. whereas somebody who actually just wants to spice things up in their own life they mm. sometimes can probably do that. won't care because yeah. I can I, I actually genuinely think that fame can be destroyed by the person who's famous or fame can be triggered right. um, to be, become a negative form of yeah, fame yeah, because a lot absolutely. of there's a lot of people there's yeah. a lot of jealousy envy hatred yeah. and all of that yeah it's such so <coughs> because even like back in the day when um bill cosby's thing happened i think his first case or whatever wendy williams spoke about it he called into her radio and he was threatening her i think he <laughs> did he get her fired i think he got her fired you know from the really? radio station because back then like he was like obviously very powerful and stuff yeah did he get i'm sure he got i think he got her fired or tried to get her fired and she was called into the office and it was like don't speak against this person. But like, even like um, a lot of radio presenters and stuff, like they can't just, like back then anyway, they couldn't just speak on like no, no. stuff. They get threatened. Yeah, they get jumped. Do you get me? Stuff like that happens. But obviously today we have, um, we're able to speak about it more and stuff. But I think, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think obviously it does give you, like the documentary does tell you like a warning, like it can be sensitive and whatever. But I feel like I just wanted the, the women's voices to be heard. Because I feel like yeah. I have a, I wouldn't say like um, I just don't like cases of like um abuse and stuff like that. It literally yeah, just pulls yeah. them. Like I can't, mm. I can't deal with it. But I, I think I, it's, it's still, it's still, like it still affects me seeing that. And so I don't. Yeah. What I, what I don't want it to become is easily consumable yeah. content. Like I don't yeah. want it to be yeah. like that. Because there's a, there's a, like an entertainment. I feel like there was a slight entertainment fact, like a no, entertainment factor to it as well. Absolutely. And it's and it's weird because when I was watching, I was thinking I'm not really meant to be in. Like I'm not meant to be enjoying watching. And like it's not you're like, intrigued. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but like, it's like I'm intrigued because it's like like all these stories and stuff. And then like you said with the whole like I was thinking it's bad, but it's like are these women telling the truth? Are they trying to like, like you said, spice it up? Because I was thinking, are you, did, did this really, really happen? Yeah. Like, and it's really yeah. bad because I should not be, who am I to be questioning yeah. their truth? Their truth. But it's yeah. like, I had a slight bit at the back of my mind. I was like, are you yeah. just saying, like some of the stuff you're saying, are you just saying to spice it up yeah. to make it a little bit it's, like, yeah, it's true. Like, I feel like you brought attention to him because even like after the thing aired, like his Spotify um thing went up. Yeah. But then I was mm. like, the reason with that, because we were like, oh, people are sick. And I was like, no, I think it's because like with the younger, younger generation, people don't know R. Kelly. No. Yeah. That, they don't know yeah. like that do you get what I mean so like for them they want to say because obviously they said there was a lot of stuff in his music that he yeah, said yeah I think that's so I think what it was it was like curiosity like oh okay like, yeah. what was this he man saying? what's he doing what da, 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 was the lyric but, saying yeah. yeah I think it does I think it's like both um, both um, sides you can there's both there's two sides to it kind mm-hmm. of of uh, okay it's raising awareness it's doing this but I feel like with the women as well like coming out and saying, I can't remember who raised the point. It was something to do with that, but I forgot when you said it. But it was um, being able to come out and say something. You're obviously going to get questioned because it's like, 
are you are you doing this for clout? Especially today, Ugh, everyone's everyone clout does chasing. stuff because they want some kind of fame, some kind of yeah. quick rise up kind of mm. thing. But like, yeah, it's, it's just a lot, man. It was it was mad. But and I think it's as well sad because yeah. I grew up listening to R. Kelly quite mm. a lot. Mm. Yeah, um, I have R. Kelly songs actually, on my phone, and I had to basically like delete, delete, delete. That's another thing, you know, because as soon as you hear about these artists, um, being whether it's triggered by. Um, people or them triggering themselves. Yeah. Or, um, it's really sad because you turn around and yeah. think, was I wrong to enjoy them? But you know what? That's or... another thing because with me, I feel like I'm tired of, I've, I've said this on a previous episode, mm. how I'm tired of everyone saying, okay, we're going to cancel yeah. this person, cancel this person, which is why I wanted people to watch it because I was like, for time, we talk about Mew, like, Mew R. Kelly's been around for a minute now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And I was like, this man has not been muted. So when I watch this, and the thing I'm not gonna like, I didn't mute him back then. I don't really listen to him like every day or anything. I listen to him once in a while. Yeah, like if it comes in a wedding, through, or something, yeah. do you know what I mean? But then for me, watching this was very important to me because I was like, when I watched it, because okay, in a previous episode, I've said yeah how in society we need to learn to separate um, the music. artists from the music. from from yeah from the talent from the talent. So because I'm like they're normal people. And just because they're talented does not mean that they're not going to do like normal human, like commit crimes and stuff like that. Yeah, and I've said yeah. this in previous ep- episode, but on this, my mind, I've changed my mind. I'm going to kind of, you know, backpedal a little bit because I feel like in this situation, I can't separate the person from the artist. I can't do it. So for me, I've actually, I'm not listening to any of his music. Like when I listen to Mix now, like two days ago, I was into Mix and he came up and I changed it because for me, it's sickening. And I feel like me doing that, like I'm trying to, I'm not saying what I'm, I'm not directly saying what he's done is all right, but I feel like in a way I'm funding him. I'm like streaming his stuff for him to get money, for him to carry on getting away with these stupid things that he's getting away mm. with. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. So yeah. for me, I'm like, I want people to watch it as well because I'm like, we always talk about how, okay, we're going to cancel this person. This person's cancelled. And the week after, we turn around and support them anyway. Yeah. For me, I was like, no, like this time, people need to see what kind of person, what he's doing. And how he can't make money of that because what his music practically mocks he mock he's mocking the crimes he's committed that like he's mocking yeah, yeah, yeah. his victims. Do you get what I mean? So I was like, I can't. For me, I can't support that. That's why I want to. The thing I is, watched it as well. It's a it's a deep conversation about separating because the reality of it is is there are instances where you're right. You can't really yeah. separate the music from the artist to a degree. Yeah. However, as you know, and this doesn't say this to justify any of his actions. This is a yeah. separate conversation. You, the the music is still there. The accolades are still there. Yeah. You're not gonna be able to take it away from him. And I think I think what the problem that people are doing now, where they're mixing it up, is that you're seeing a lot of people saying, you know, well, R. Kelly is still a great artist. Blah 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 blah. That's not really what we're debating yeah. because the reality of it is, is that's not gonna change. Yeah. Just simply because of his you know crimes, his, yeah. his crimes. He's still a criminal. He's gonna go down as a criminal. You can go down as a criminal and be an absolutely Legend, fantastic yeah. artist. Mm. There are great people who love their family and friends, but are wicked to anyone outside. Mm. Yeah, It doesn't change the fact that you were great to them. You're still going yeah. down. And yeah. so I think the problem is, is that in this day and age, a lot of the older generation is they're, they're obviously standing for what they believe is their culture, what they mm. hold. And it's set in stone. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because that, that whole R. Kelly era, that whole bump and grind yeah. era yeah. was big for a lot of you know, older people growing yeah, up. Yeah. That's fine. You know, it's, yeah. I mean, it's huge. I mean, we, even like Michael Jackson, I can't lie to you because we, we, we grew up, I'm talking vinyls yeah. in our house, Michael yeah. Jackson. When all the stuff came out about him, you know, doing what he did or blah, yeah. blah, 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 which obviously even till now still wasn't proven. Mm. But when it all came out, I can't lie to you. In my head, I was just like, I can't believe this. Mm. I, there, it, 
I could not separate it because I was just like, it can't be the same. Mm. Because Michael Jackson was like, he literally was like an idol in our house. Mm. So it's like to hear something like that was like, wait, yeah. I've got to stop listening to Michael Jackson. Yeah. You're mad. But I think it's with, with yeah. sorry, just with the whole Michael Jackson, because I think with R. Kelly, I think it's easier to separate him from the music. No, not not. It's not easy. It's harder to separate him from the music because what, R. Kelly or Michael Jackson. R. Kelly because his his crime was embedded in his lyrics. Yeah, whereas Michael Jackson, he didn't they were all really, alleged, like they were legit he, allegedly. And plus, he you didn't he wasn't talking about like mm. I, I feel like I feel like with Michael Jackson, it wasn't his his music wasn't as sexual yeah. like as R. Kelly. Like, R. Kelly literally was talking about sex, like bump and grind and yeah. R. Kelly's and it's crazy. Then yeah, he he was he, like like he was literally was a, a sex idol to a lot of yeah. um, women. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. his music he, he's very sex sexual sexualized sexuality. Yeah. You do know what I mean? But whereas Michael Jackson, I could I could separate him because yeah, he's a good artist and the music he was making. Was to make makes you feel good. Like yeah, it's not it's not anything that like yeah. obviously sex sex sells as well. Music about sex also is, does make people feel good. But with Michael Jackson, I, mean, I feel yeah. like he genuinely just wanted to make good music, and I feel like he, there was nothing yeah. in his lyrics that would make me he, question yeah. what he tried to cover a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The problem yeah. is though, if it if it came out. That everything that was true, you know, allegations were true. You probably have a different mindset. Do you know what? Okay, you, you, know, when, you know when you talked yeah. about that earlier? Yeah, I was gonna say because it's funny because I've separated R. Kelly now. Like he's muted, but it's fun. when when Bill Cosby don't like come for me or nothing. I said what I said, but <laughs> when Bill Cosby went for all of that stuff, I didn't feel like it was right for them to take all his awards. I didn't think it was right at his um star everything. I felt like yeah, that was wrong. He's done what he's done, and I understand that it's not right. I, it's not right. But I felt like the things that he's done, it doesn't take away from the fact that he's he paved the way for like so many yeah, more people mm. in that industry. It doesn't yeah. pave the way. For, it doesn't um, take away the fact that all or like all the hard work he's done. I was like taking his awards away, like it's not fair. It doesn't. It's, yeah. I didn't. I personally did not think it was fair. Yeah. But obviously, there's people who would not agree with my R. Kelly statement, but then agree with like because all like would agree with. Wouldn't agree with Bill Cosby and agree with Arkell. Do you get what I mean? I think you know it just why, depends though? on the person. Do you know why? It's because people put levels on the crime. Yeah. So let's be honest. Because R. Kelly did what he did with minors, yeah. everything goes and out black, the window. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. I was just saying this the other day. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, because it's black yeah. minors. Whereas yeah. R. Kelly, it was white women. It was, And some of them were well-known yeah. like white women. Now, So yeah. I feel like their statements were literally taken as facts. Whereas... R. Kelly's um, victims were like, mm, could it be true? And I feel like mm, that's part of the true. reason why that man is not locked up. I feel yeah. like, like, I don't like to make things about race or whatever when it's not. But it is. Yeah, but, but Chance, honestly, honestly, it Chance said the same thing. Chance said the reason why, and that's why, actually, I wasn't even fighting with Chance. You got yeah, to look at context. Yeah. Chance was right. Yeah, he he was said right. the reason why I didn't believe them, not because I don't respect black women, it's because that's what people do. When yeah. black women come out and say, this is what's happened to me. Like, Everyone goes, what are you, you sure? Do to make it happen? Yeah. But with what white women, it's, yeah. a, it's another ball game. It's yeah. di- if, he had done another this to, game. if he had done this to like 20 black women, black girls, and one white girl, that one white girl is what would have got him. Would like, have been the, she would have been and the, the face, America, the face they of like... For, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. In America, they sentenced you for bans, mate. He, yeah, would, yeah, he probably would have got the, need, the, the needle. Yeah, probably. 100%. Definitely, yeah. But I feel like, yeah, it's so true. And it's so sad, but 
it's, it's actually reality. And I wow. think even when, when it comes to like black victims, it's always like, like you said, what did you do and for, then, it to, for him to, like, and that's yeah, what yeah, with yeah. The, with yeah. Yeah. a lot of the older women yeah. were saying like, oh, but like these kids were too fast. Like, yeah. why would what's you? What's being because, too fast? I'm like, she's a kid. She's a child. What's her, like, what's being What could she have done? What could she have done? How can you blame a kid for a man, a grown man looking at her sexualizing like yeah. how is that my fault because yeah. even like talking about this like, I was talking about um, to Dami actually the other day and I was talking about um, like, we're talking about this conversation and like within our community and I can't remember what it was but I was saying how like the uncles who were like when you're younger and the uncles are like oh like you're growing you're getting big now like mm. that's all perverted <laughs> yeah and they're like oh you're growing big you're such a big girl now oh look at you you got breasts like <laughs> that's wild that's yeah. like, no, what they're saying it though wild, it's yeah. wild do you know what I mean and I'm like yeah. we have and I feel like for me that conversation was very important and that document is important because it's not just about our Kelly we've got a lot of our Kelly's amongst us like yeah lot, like uncle and I'm, this is not just the black um, communities by the way this is like everyone every, everyone, every community yeah. But, yeah. yeah it's like we've got a lot of them amongst us and we, it's, it's, a, it's a conversation where in families you don't bring it up because it's like it's awkward to speak about. And my thing was like, of course, like if, if we keep getting again in it, like keep getting in our faces, we might get desensitized to it. But at the same time, it makes it okay for a parent to sit their child down and be like, okay, he did this to you. Did, do you get what I mean? And make it because even like recently, there was some girl who got abused and stuff, and she told her mom, told her mom it was about her stepdad, and her mom picked her st- the stepdad. She was like, "You're lying." Like she she told her daughter, "You're lying." But I feel like with this this whole thing coming up, it will make people like we won't shy away from this conversation because the conversation needs to be had. Like mm. it's such an emotional, it's just so traumatic to go through that. It's it's honestly it's just very very difficult to mm. go through. That. And then to then to then not feel like you can say it out loud because you feel like people are gonna judge you or like they're gonna say what did you do to make it happen or they're not gonna believe you. Mm. I just feel like more conversation needs to be needs to be had about. Mm you know, um, this abuse within families. Because even, like, with him, I found out... Well, I've heard, anyway, that his sister abused... Raped him and his yeah, brother. brother yeah. And then his his sister, her daughter, raped, then abused her brother. So, so it's, it's, like a, a it's a cycle. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's got conversations are not yeah. being had. Like, help isn't... That people aren't getting, like... They're not getting the right because this thing it requires therapy. I'm not gonna lie, like being it's, abused it's and stuff. It's more than it's, it's a lot. Yeah, it's not going to stop until the conversations are had. But if everyone's just if everyone's going through it, being molested and stuff like that, and you're being quiet and whatever else, mm. and we're not speaking about it, and you don't feel like your parents and your parents don't com- don't give you a warm, comfortable environment to feel like you can speak and let them know what's happened to you. It goes other way. It goes yeah, yeah, one right. way is people like shying away, keep them like shutting down not speaking about it and not like whatever else. And then it goes to Kelly way that where they feel like, okay, I went through this. I'm going to make everyone else feel, feel this kind of pain that I went through. Do you know what I mean? Because I feel like even as much as he's an idiot or whatever, but he does, that man needs help. He mm. needs... But, but is it... He is, needs help. You say pain, but does... Do you really... I don't know. I mean, I've not tried to actually even look into um, these cases, yeah. but... Do they actually portray it as pain? It, some, do you know what it is? If they're mm. enjoying it, but that's the thing. Do you know what? That, that's yeah, um, that's a must because you know. Okay, there's some guy called um, Peter Guns mm. from like Love and Hip Hop, and he is a serial cheater. Oh, he cheats! And then I watched him on Marriage Boot Camp, and it came out that when he was younger, he was um, he was sexually abused. I think by someone. He was like the thing was like he said how he enjoyed it, but mm. this man is saying how he enjoyed it. But he's crying and you can see that he's in pain. So I feel like, I feel like with, okay, I feel like with men, 
they kind of say that um, they enjoyed it. So it doesn't like, they're, they're not, um, is it demasculine? Is that a word? Emas- they don't feel less of a man, yeah. shall we say. So they, they, it's, a, it's a cover up. Okay. So it's like, because who, like, you can say you enjoyed it. And because like, we see men as like, you know, they're very sexual and whatever, they play up to that, what, what society said they are, what mm-hmm. society said their men are. So they're going to say, yeah, I was abused, but I enjoyed it. Mm. But then underneath that, you didn't. There's pain in that, but they're masking yeah, there's, the pain. Um, there's this, it's, it's basically, when you grow up as a man, especially from, I'd say like, you know, 20, 20, 30 years back or whatever, if that happened to you, even at a young age, yeah. it's still rape. It is like mm-hmm. it's still 100%. it's still rape, but the problem is is that with and it's it's a, it's a thing that I, I think as men we've kind of done to ourselves is that when it's to do with the opposite sex, we're old or young or whatever, mm. it's about masculinity. So mm, it, it yeah. becomes a point now where oh I'm not going to tell them that I I didn't want to do this. I'm going to tell them that yo look what happened to me because yeah. I'm going to look like a man. I'm going to look yeah. like... Yeah, that's the truth. Yo, let's yeah. go. Let's, you know what I mean? Yeah. And on top of that, it's also... It, it, it's, it's, it's an issue to do with the heart because the reality of it is is that men don't like being vulnerable. Mm. So yeah. if you have to admit that you're that, in a position where, you, where yeah. you're vulnerable, all of a sudden your masculinity goes out the window yeah. to that's them it. rather than actually yeah. it's, it's more of a show of strength to yeah. show that, yeah, I didn't want this. Like, I didn't ask for this. Yeah. And I was put in a position that was bad for me. And... A lot of older women know that. Mm. Hence why they can take advantage of boys at the cusp of puberty or whatever it is because they know that the reality of it is more chances than none, he's going to go and tell his friends that, yo, I I did it with an older woman. Rather than, I've been raped. And John was the lawyer. Which is why I actually think that, fair enough, if as a child you'd been abused, um, as you grow up, I think it's actually... Firstly, more human. Secondly, more sane. And thirdly, um, more of a man to accept that don't use your childhood as an excuse to turn around and say, because I got uh, assaulted or abused, I have turned into a cheat. But rather turn around and think of it as... I'm a man. Yeah. I enjoy it. And sex. that's why I think yeah, 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 yeah. look yeah. at it in that form. Yeah, and that's why I think the conversation because needs to be had. That way it doesn't mm, actually yes. look as if that's had an impact on, on anything you, yeah. else. Even though deep yeah. down when you're sitting there and in your dark thoughts, you feel like that's yeah. what's happened. The world isn't going to understand yeah. that simply because if you're in the right frame of mind, yeah. any human being, whether you're man yeah. or woman, if you've been abused as a child everybody still has a choice. Yeah. Unless it's impacted your mental health, yeah. you still have a choice and you know, of yeah. letting that childhood get to you yeah. or not get to you. Yeah. And that's why I think it's important to have the conversations more within our families and stuff because mm. if guys are out here, if we're not talking to our men and our boys and letting them know, okay, this happened to you, but that doesn't take away from who you are. That doesn't... For them, they mm. end up... They grow up masculine and it's like a thing of... Because they just they keep they bottle it in. It's gonna go two ways. They're ever gonna shut down and just be like you know never speak about it. Just be quiet. Just close it off and whatever. Mm. Or they turn the other way where they then wanna inflict that pain that they feel inside that they've never been able to express out. Put it on other people. Do you exactly. know what I mean? So this is why the conversation needs to be had that, more within families. That's that's why I believe if you actually feel it as pain. Yeah. discuss it as pain. Yeah. Don't go out there and portray it as your own pleasure yeah. and yeah. then turn around and the, tell the mm. story of pain. Mm. From yeah. my point of view, yeah. if that happened to me, I'd rather sit down and turn around and say, right, guys, you've known me for that long. 
That's what happened to me. Mm. Tell me, how can I, th- I move I forward think... in my life with looking at things positively mm. rather than trying to mess people over for me? Yeah. I think the big problem is, though, is that men... Men, if men find it very difficult to put themselves in that position, yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like for I feel like for a woman, and this is, this is the reason why women have such great strength is because even at a young age, you can be put in a vulnerable position, and you can have the strength to go. To, in some instances, you mm-hmm. can have the strength to go to your parents or whatever and say, "Look, this is what happened to me." Yeah, and it's now up to whoever you've told to either do the right so actually, thing yeah. or you know, implicate or whatever. With guys, they don't. It's not. It, it's not that easy. Yeah. And I'm. Not, I. I generally, I'm not saying this to justify no, a man's position. The, I know what like, you're, yeah. nothing like that. But it's just. I get it's it. Like being put in that position. Yeah, because even from like young, I, I feel like men are boys are socialized to be all like to be manly. Like the same mm. way we always yeah, have conversations course. about all oh, the women. You know, we're socialized to cook. Blah, blah, blah. Men are like that. So they drop, and it's like. Why are you crying? But when yeah. I drop, I can cry on t- for two days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if yeah. a guy drop, if your little son drops, it's like, what are you doing? Get up. Yeah, da, da, da. Yeah. You're gonna be a, you're a man. You're this, and it's like we're not letting them like express how they feel. And, um, do you get me? Open, be emotional. We don't let them. We tell them like you can't. As a boy, you can't be emotional. You can't be too. Da, da, da. That's yeah. what girls do. But I feel like it, it starts. It's a thing where this issue is starts from from birth. In the way that you raise your kids to understand that, okay, you can say how you feel, you can be vulnerable, you can be the, that doesn't take away from who you are yeah, in right. the long run. Do you get me? And yeah. I think that that's the thing. That's what people need to try and understand. Everybody will turn around and tell a man you're a man. You yeah. Know? Mm. But that doesn't mean that a man can't actually cry. Have heart, yeah, you know? can't cry, can't and have heart. Because nothing. having yeah. heart means that you're gonna actually fall into regret. You're not going to turn around and have a vagina all of a sudden. At times. But, and the world doesn't need to see that. Yeah. You can do that in your own time and, and space yeah. as a part of going back to our discussion about reflection. Yeah. yeah. Reflection, repentance, whatever yeah. works for individuals, it's basically having that detox time within yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not on the, in the outer world, but internally. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that can, can happen. It's just a matter of, I think, as human beings... For a lot of people, it starts from young. A lot of people, they get to the age of probably 30 or 40 and turn around and think it's more probably midlife crisis that mm. I'm going through. Mm. It could happen to different... Some people need to love and lose to, for it to happen. Some yeah. people just need a knock on the head to turn around and say, make mm-hmm. it happen. Yeah. For everybody, it it's works different, differently. Yeah. Different ages, different times, different ways. Yeah. But it's a matter of if we're... From my point of view, if we're put on this earth as human beings, Mm. everyone's going to have heart about something or the other. Mm. Why can't we use it all if one person took the plunge and turned around and said, I'm going to lead the world now and I want everyone to follow me and it's going to be, I want to love everybody and Mm. care for everybody rather than mess mess everybody over. Why can't everybody actually be willing to go for that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we're living in a very judgmental world. That's the thing. Where everybody would be like, he's just to- talking a load of rubbish. Yeah, I'm yeah, not going to yeah. be like yeah. that. How many people yeah. in this world are we? Yeah. If you don't try, you don't succeed. That's mm. so true, yeah. I think oh. a lot of these things as well, it's, it's I think it's a cycle. Yeah, I think, yeah. and like with like, because talking about stuff, like even for, Personally, I think for a long time I've had I found it difficult to talk about things with like my family or like talk about it to my parents or something because, and I think it's and I realized it stems from their parents and like yeah. how they yeah. were brought yeah, up yeah, yeah, yeah. where yeah. they like they didn't there wasn't there that, wasn't that emotional that, connect yeah. it was more of like 
you're brought into this world we've given birth to you and it's more like that if the, there was more of an economic side to it rather yeah, than a, a more provider. yeah you're like you're a provider whereas there wasn't that emotional connect so yeah. i think that then stem that, that then goes down into their kids and then i think you get to a certain point where it's like you have to someone has to break it yeah you have to break that yeah because you have to learn how to be have that emotional side with, yeah. your, with your kids and i think it's gotten to me where it's like sometimes I feel like oh I don't have that emotional I don't I like that emotional yeah, sad, side as yeah. well where I can't really be yeah. emotional or affection like really express myself the yeah. way I want to so I think um, a lot of these parents don't really have their conversations because their parents didn't have it, those conversations yeah, and yeah, their parents didn't yeah, have it so it's yeah. just it's just a generational yeah. thing it's so, yeah it's so, that's that's a really good point because I feel like with with that it's either like our parents generation some of our parents generation has broken that mm. because that is actually how it was it's like mm. the thing of like for them being a good parent is providing because like, even yeah. today like, I see people like say that the parent like okay I, okay so I'm from a single parent family yeah and I'm, I know people who are from other single parent families and their parents work so hard mm. like they literally mm. do so hard just to make sure they can provide for them yeah. and then these kids have grown up and they've said okay mom, I understand you were doing so much to provide but, you but I would have rather you were there mm. so like I feel like if if that's where you're coming from, if that's the kind of background you're coming from, someone like you said, someone has to break that. Mm. I feel like with, like with my family, my mom didn't have that with her um my grandparents. They didn't they didn't have that kind of closeness to talk about stuff. Like, even like with sex, like my mom sat all of us down. Like, I talked to my mom, I can talk to my mom freely about sex and stuff because mm. she was like she didn't have that. So for her, when she learned about sex, she learned from her other um her other friends, which is why then you know like she ended up like being a single parent or whatever. She was like she learned stuff about sex from her friends and from like and she had older friends, mm. so that's how she learned about. It. So she was like with her girl, like even like with like hugs and stuff. I mean, well, I'm not the most affectionate person, but <laughs> <laughs> compared to like my mom, compared to um how she was brought up she's doing she's doing a lot more than her parents did in terms of like saying like i love you and all that mm. kind of stuff so she said how she made a conscious decision of okay i didn't get this from my parents i'm now not moving forward this is not what i want mm. and obviously it's like she's done a lot she's done a lot mm. she's changed a lot from how she was raised but then also with me moving forward i'm gonna think okay i can do this and do this i feel yeah. like with humans we just need to think of always the best way for us to grow mm. and it's like just because I feel like we're parents in any way, one it's not one one handbook doesn't fit all. It, no, do, it really doesn't. doesn't. It doesn't. And it times, depends on the you have different are children. Different. Times are so different. Times I feel like it's important Our to parents just honestly had what they had that we we've learned yeah. what they've had they've done yeah. and it works for and them what we need yeah. for our mm. time mm. Yeah. because that's like three different huge jumps mm. and timelines and generations yeah. that that's all for, in our time. We're luckier than our parents yeah. were in some sense, and our grandparents mm. were, because our grandparents probably didn't even have, have anything. Yeah. That's where, the thing. Where, whereas our parents, like my grandparents, were in Bangladesh. My parents were Bangladesh and here. In, yeah, here. Mm. we've been here, Bangladesh and worldwide. Yeah. So we've got to take those blessings yeah. on board mm. and turn around mm. and actually think: yes, we can learn from this, all of yeah. those generations down. Mm. Yeah. And take all of those blessings yeah. and yeah. teachings and yeah. everything on board because yeah. like you said you mm. can speak to your mum and your mum never had that with yeah. her parents. Yeah. I can turn around and I can say I've not got children of my own at the moment but I know my parents were probably like that with their parents mm. that with my parents I kind of just about 
you know, There's started like little, talking yeah. about personal mm. things. But I know my siblings yeah. are at a point where they'd be able to sit yeah. around the dinner table and yeah. turn around and say, yeah. right, it's, we are yeah. going to discuss and it's so puberty because, yeah. and sex and yeah. life and mental health and stuff like yeah. that. Everything yeah. can be discussed because... We're at an age where we can speak English and all of that coming from a Bangladeshi background. Yeah. We can, and children growing up find it more comfortable mm. when parents are able to speak yeah. languages yeah. and yeah. kind of understand, understand and communicate with them. Yeah. Kind of thing. It's true though, because I feel like the key to that is like there's different times. Because sometimes I feel like our parents kind of get it hard. We're like, oh, you didn't do this, you didn't do that. And it's like, it's but not then really they, their fault. They didn't, yeah, yeah, and like with them, with it not being done with them, that's because it like it works for them and like in a long run okay not all obviously but most of them it worked to them because that was mm. the time that they were in mm. but obviously with our time I feel like with our time it's more important, important for you to be emotionally available to your kids than to provide for them financially like yeah. I mm. would struggle with my kids but know that they can come and talk to that yeah, I can anything, be there for them yeah. I can know yeah. when they're sad I can know when they're depressed I can know when they're going things going through things under the same roof as me because mm. yeah. so many people go through stuff like I know someone who she was pregnant her her mum did not know she was pregnant. Her mum was always out, like, working or, like, even she's not working, like, out, like, with, at a party. This girl was pregnant for time and her mum did mm. not know. And they lived in the same house. You know what I mean? But I feel like uh. it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. But I think it's just with time. So, like, sometimes cut them some slack. But obviously they can always improve. I'm always giving my mum pointers on how she can, mm. you know, do better. Yeah. yeah I think <laughs> also it, it makes a big difference about, because even till now, like, obviously, like, working hard in your mind for your kids is literally what is on the top of your yeah. list because mm-hmm. like even me like I work really really hard and then in the back of my head I'm like yeah I've got to see my kids but I'm just like fam if I don't I've got to put food on the table, table yeah. like, I've got like I, I have to work very very hard mm-hmm. and you almost have to work twice as hard because you know as as times move things get more expensive yeah. blah, blah 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 things shame you're just like mm-hmm. yeah I don't it's not that where I came from, like, it's a mentality that my dad had. So my dad, yeah. like, there was like eight of us in the house. Mm. I very rarely saw my dad, mm. but I loved him very dearly for the fact that yeah. he never lacked. Like, I yeah. don't, I don't, don't remember one lacking, yeah. day. And it's like, it's a big deal. Like, obviously, yeah, I wanted a father who was, you know, emotional and there for me. And it's mm. not to say that he wasn't. It was, you know, it was, it was up and down. However, I'll say I appreciated the fact that in his mind, he was just like, I can't let my kids lack. Mm. In a sense where whatever it takes or what, yeah. however hard I've got to work, like I've, I've got to do it. And I appreciate how difficult it could be in that time and yeah, why they had that mentality. Definitely. And of course, obviously, as time change, you want the mentality to evolve. Yeah. So you want it to be where, yeah, work hard. We all still have to, but be there, be available, be, there, though, yeah. be emotionally available. And that's a, that's yeah. a big deal for me for like, especially yeah. having kids. It's just like, yeah. I can't be this workaholic and the next thing I know, like, my kids don't know what's going on yeah. or I don't have any sort and of internal relationship. Yeah. And it's, it's a big yeah, part. It's about yeah. balance because, yeah. boy, some of us don't even have dads. So <laughs> if, you, if your daddy working for you and he providing something, that's yeah. a lot yeah. more than, you know. Yeah. But, um, but yes, balance. Touching upon the mental health thing because we wanted to talk about that as yeah. well. Um, so, like, because I know, you, you know, you, you, you're both doing something about it. Because um, you, you saying that you've got kids, how do you actively set a platform give like give a platform or set a platform for them to be able to talk to, like if they were going through it or if they mm. ever did go through it for them to be able to come to you and say oh like daddy I'm going through this daddy I'm going through this or like what what methods I, I would think say. what I I discovered over to be honest over the past probably what two years um was probably discipline was a was a big deal because obviously growing mm. up in an African home 
boy, it's over here, boy. <laughs> you know, you know the deal, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you, you, and actually, compared to uh, my siblings, we got it really, really easy. Like, I cannot lie yeah. to you. Compared mm. to my siblings, we barely got anything. Yeah. But discipline was a big deal for me because when I, as I grew up, I took the mentality that, yeah, I was going to do what my dad did and what my mum did and blah, 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 blah. As years went on, I started to realise this ain't working mm. because what tends to happen is you take the big discipline approach, yeah. but then they then find it difficult to be emotionally the available kind of to you yeah. because of the fear. And one day, I just, one day I was just like, you know what? I don't, I don't want my kids to grow up like this. Like I don't want this sort of fear factor. Yes, respect me, I'm your dad. Yes, I, I expect that, but that comes with it. With, That's yeah. almost automatic. But what I don't want it to be is that in the middle of being, you know, having discipline or whatever, yeah. They can't then come and tell me their issues or their problems. Mm. And even even at that age, you might say, you know, at the age of four, five, six, what are they going through? Listen, if my daughter can't be honest enough to come and tell me something so trivial, mm. that's a big deal for me because yeah. as she gets older, that would then just become you common. Deeper mm. stuff she can't tell you. Do you know what I mean? And I knew for a fact, I said, like I needed to change my mentality now, simply because one. There is there are better ways of bringing up your kids anyway. I, I don't, you know, it's it's here or there whether you want to do that or not. However, one thing that is important for me is that she. I don't want my kids to grow up and think I can't tell my dad. Mm, like yeah. I don't. That's that scares the life out of yeah. me because mm, yeah. whether you make a mistake, whether yeah. you, you know, whether you like it's yeah. something gets deep. falling pregnant and mm. sex, you know, making well, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like I don't care. Scary, like yeah. I want to be able to have that relationship where my daughter or someone come up to me and no, yeah, there will be repercussions. However, <laughs> there will yeah, be repercussions. Of course there will. Yeah. I ain't going to sit there and just rub your belly. You've done so stupid. <laughs> like I'm not, this is not that kind of party. However, <laughs> you can come to me and tell me and knowing this that, what I've done, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm not going to throw a chair at you. I'm yeah. going to actually have a conversation with you. Yeah. Okay, how can we work out? What can I do? I'm still going to be there. I still love you the same. Your mistakes don't define you. Your, mm. you know, your inadequacies are nothing but a part of human life. Like that's the conversation that I want to yeah. have. Yeah. And because I needed that and so I'm just like whether I yeah. got it or not that's fine but I need to give that to yeah. my kids yeah. in my life because you're gonna this this is a dog eat dog world man and yeah. you need to be able to have that base you need to be able to have that that parent mother or father where when life just gets out of it and you don't know what's going on or whatever you can still be able to go back and say yeah. no I've still felt, I, like I've grown up knowing that I can yeah. be emotionally available to yeah. my parents and that's a big deal for me yeah. so I try and cultivate that with every conversation so even little things like I always tell my daughter like you know you're like the most beautiful girl in the world mm -hmm. like I, I impart that in her because I want her to know you can't get that from anyone else you don't get that from me yeah. any man tries to tell you just in case like it's second nature like you've yeah. always got it at home yeah. and even just little things like always having like little conversations with her about how she feels and stuff like that at a young age you wouldn't think to yourself it's not that big of a deal like she's only six or seven mm. I realise now it, it makes the biggest deal as a father yeah. and the biggest deal for her as it a daughter it does because as a father if you tell her she's the most beautiful girl in the world she don't need no other man to tell, tell her that's that. right yeah. Yeah, it's true. That's I like right. this, yeah, something you said. I like that you said um, that you give to them basically what you felt like you didn't have. Yeah. And I feel like that's like important. That is like I gotta click yeah. click to that. that, is, that is, no, that's that's deep. Yeah. I feel like with my mum as well. That's what she says. She was like, I remember one time she was like to me, and my sister. She's like, you know, like if you got pregnant or anything, like you can always tell me. I said, girl, we are trying to watch. <laughs> and if it was a horses right now, this is not the time. But it's like stuff like that. I feel like yeah. as a parent, because with her, she thinks of okay. 
I didn't get this so like I would have liked this for my parents but I didn't get this for my parents so mm. this is now what I'm going to let let my kids know is available to them kind of thing but no that's very key I like that I love yeah. that and like with you work with people um, in the community with like mental health as well um, how do you sort of give like because obviously it can be quite hard on them as well so how do you um, give like create a platform or create some sort of um, so space space for them to be able to come to you and talk I to you about it as well I think the thing is I've been working in the community since I've been 16 I'm okay. 34 now mm. I've always been approached rather than having oh, okay. to approach okay. luckily enough um, that if people have had any issues then it's not just enough. a I mean, you must be you must be doing something right for them to approach you. You must not have a resting bitch face like me. Whether it's advice, whether it's support or anything like that. So I've always been thankful for being an approachable person. Mm -hmm. In terms of um, dealing with issues that people might um, want to kind of discuss with me or what Mm -hmm. support I can provide, is I I was a poet at quite a young age, Mm -hmm. and I used to kind of perform right um basically been involved in a couple of collaborations yeah and only recently after having a long break because I didn't actually like that spotlight on myself and I wanted the focus to be on my work what actually happened is as my uh, year and a bit a year and a bit ago my dad passed away mm. and what I found myself doing was every time I was by his bedside um staying in hospital and stuff I'd start writing again okay. so as soon as he passed away that numb feeling of kind of trying <coughs> to find the next kind of purpose in mm. life put me pushed me forward to writing my book Litchfield yeah and the book is a focus on it's therapeutic writing through poetry. Mm-hmm. So it's basically about, it's out to everybody, different race, religion, culture, age, anybody and everybody to kind of encourage them to write their problems, their mm. inner, inner darkest thoughts mm. and everything down in the form of poetry so that nobody out there in the world can tell if it's actually true or it's mm. just art. Mm. because we know even songs and lyrics everything some, yeah. a lot yeah. of these things can have double meaning yeah. Yeah. from my point of view it's just a matter of trying to support people especially who are uh, those who are introverts depressed stressed suffering with mental health gone through domestic violence and those that basically feel like there's they've gone through situations mm. they can't discuss with anybody yeah. else those are the people that I would turn around and say, start writing straight away. No matter how disturbing or distracting your poetry or your spoken word or your song might be, write it, sing it for yourself so that way it's not stored within Mm. you. Because only when we're going through that phase of trying to tackle a problem in our head or heart or mind, we I almost feel like, and this is how I got into writing, I almost felt like until I've written that poem down... You haven't released. I yeah. haven't released yeah. in mm. some way. And yeah. because it worked for me, I thought, just in case, I might be the only person in the world that feels like that, mm. but just in case I'm not, mm. if, if I feel like it's worked for me, yeah. it could work for so many yeah. people out there yeah. without having to put somebody else in jeopardy yeah. of being harmed in yeah. any way or anything like that, simply because, like we were discussing earlier, a lot of people say that happened to me so because of that now I go and do this this and this and because of that it makes it all right no it doesn't 
the whole point I believe we get tested in life is for us to either pass or fail for, mm. through every single situation. And if we fail, then we kind of just carry on either failing or trying to rectify the failure. Rectify yeah. the mm. failure. And if we pass it, what we do is a lot of the times it's people can look at it in a negative light we kind of load ourselves up yeah. and prep yeah. ourselves up for a load more. Yeah. Yeah. Because every single item or thing that we go through, any trauma, any situation, is actually making or breaking us. Yeah. As human yeah. I mean, that's part of your story. It's like yeah. that. Whether it's every day, whether it's breakfast, morning, lunch and supper, mm. we're going through those segments every single day. Yeah. And from my point of view is that the... the thought of therapeutic writing through poetry, which is why I decided to do the book in the form of therapeutic writing through poetry rather than just a book about full of poems, mm. is because that's what I felt like I could bring to the world. Yeah. It's not just to my, ch- my children, my partner, my family or anything like mm. that. From my point of view, is it could work for anybody, mm. but you won't know until you try. Yeah. Mm. And if it does work, then if anything, you kind of get through that phase, yeah. feel like you've had a chance to offload yeah. and then turn around and think, right, bring on the next lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that way, because you're writing it all down, whether it's positive, negative, filthy, horrible, whatever it mm. may be, it's your releasing, story, yeah. but you're not harming other people yeah. by yeah, doing yeah. so. That's such an important point because I feel like with me, I don't, I'm not really a talker of like how I feel and stuff, mm. but also because of that, I feel like, I don't know if I've put this on myself or people do seem like this, but I feel like I'm always that person where people can always talk to about stuff. And then, yes. um, and I'm always like, when people see me, like I, I always feel like I have like two sides to me. Like, if I'm having a down day, you will never be able to tell. I will mm-hmm. be in your presence yeah. and you will not have a clue that I have literally forced myself to come here to socialise. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So with me, I found that actually, I think when I was at uni, I started to write. Like I don't do poetry, but I just write like kind of letters to myself kind of yep. thing. And then like every few months I look back and I think, oh my goodness, like, this is where I was mentally when I wrote this how things have changed. So I always do that in this way because I think the other day I realised how... Because I bottle things in. It's not a good thing, but it's what I do. Now. I'm personally I'm like, I'm like that. that. Mm. But um, I realised that I kind of feel like... Kind of like tight chest. Like, you know, like when you feel like you just got so, like, mm. overwhelmed. Like, you know when you feel like... I can't explain that. You can't breathe because there's so much in you. Mm. Mm. Yeah. But then the moment I, like, write... God forbid anyone ever steals my phone. <laughs> All my business is going to be out there. Yeah. But like, the moment I feel like I write, it's like, I haven't told anyone about it because I don't like telling people what I'm going through because I don't mm. like, I feel like I'm always like good vibes around people. Yeah. So I don't want to ever bring bad vibes. And because I don't know, you never know what people are going through. Yeah. I just don't want to bring my negativity on you. Do you know what exactly. I mean? So I feel like mm. for me, writing, just writing how I feel, like literally just writing how I feel helps me release without exactly what you said without you know affecting anyone else in any kind of way but obviously it's important to speak to people like when you can not, yeah we but become it helps. dealers yeah simply because what we do is we turn around and end up bottling up everything that's yeah. within us and for as long as we can continue we keep things within us people yeah. come to talk to us about their problems yeah. then and we I take it in I take it in other people's yeah poetry, and then what ends up happening is if we're meant to pass that phase it's about to burst. Be insane. <laughs> yeah. We do. Yeah. But that's just, it's a form of being human because, you know, mental health, is, people fail to, uh, some people fail to realise, is such a big thing. Yeah. If you're, you know, the, the, a lot of the times what I've found is people suffering with mental health, their hearts ain't so bad. 
you know, mm, everyone's no, yeah. not taking heart in yeah. it. But what happens is it's the mentality of why people can bring themselves to harm, bring others to harm and all of that. Yeah. And God forbid it happens to you know too many people because we all know how dangerous it can be yeah. just happening to one person yeah and especially when it comes to loved ones and families and friends mm. you know we're always a lot more kind of cooped up in our own yeah. thoughts that's what we get into as yeah. basically starting to think about somebody suffering from that but everybody is actually at risk of getting to that phase at any point in yeah time. that's the thing yeah. yeah i think yeah like with with mental i think it's it can be very difficult for... Because I think with me, I think I don't... I wouldn't really say I'm a writer, but I think I haven't really found my ways of expressing myself. Because yeah. I, like you said, I don't really like to express myself. And I think when I, when I do end up expressing myself, I think I'm just like, I over, like overload it. So I'm just like, mm, you did Then I think, mm, you didn't really need to like say everything. Because like, I, 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 I don't know, it's weird because I, I find it satisfying keeping it in. Yeah. It is. It's it's weird it and it's not well, good. It yeah. But I prefer keeping it in because it's like I feel like even if I because when you talk about it, then you have to actually face it and then you actually have to deal yeah. with it. Yeah. Whereas when you keep it in, it's like I'm the only one that I I'm the only one who knows what I'm going through. I'm the only one that can do something about it. But then it is it is quite negative because mm. there are people out there that could, could that could yeah that could benefit. That could heal but from just yeah. hearing you yeah speak yeah. But I I don't think I've found what. It is that um, can help me out is, yeah. as, a, as an outlet because, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But what, how would you, what would you say you deal? How would you deal with it? Oh. Or how have you dealt with it, I should uh-huh. say? That's a big question. <laughs> <laughs> um, therapy was a big deal for me. Um, mental health wise, I well actually going to see someone. Yeah, see that's not that's black. Not... Well, your therapist black. Kind of stuff. No, my therapist was <laughs> a lovely like white lady. It should it should really be a common thing because people don't actually like do it, and I think it's really really yeah. important to do it. Funny enough, I I because when you the way it kind of happened is when you actually officially get diagnosed like depression and okay, stuff like that, yeah. you go for your GP and then they kind yeah, of put you through okay. you know, blah blah, okay. blah blah blah. So you don't really get a choice in terms of like color okay. unless you do. <laughs> So I remember turning up to therapy and, and seeing this this old white lady and thinking to myself, oh, cool. here we go. Were you sceptical <laughs> at first? Like, did you think yeah. it's a waste of time? I feel like with black people were sceptical, I mean, I grew, I mean, I grew I up in, a, in, a, in before, an African yeah. home, so therapy was like, what do you mean? Like, where are you going? Why do you need to speak like, to someone? Like, imagine your parents are going to therapy. Yeah, no. I could, they'll be like, why can't you talk to me? What's wrong with you? No way. You're just hungry. When I turned up to therapy, I was just like, yeah, I'm good, all right. She's like, all right, so, you know, why is the reason that you're here? I'm going to be totally honest with you. I was signed up. I was signed here because <laughs> they were worried about me. And so that's why I'm here and I have depression. Let, let's go. As, as, as the week started to unfold going through the, the sessions, um, she was not judgmental. Mm. She was, she was very, she wasn't trying to be sympathetic. She wasn't trying to side with me. She was trying to understand what was going on in my head, which I really appreciated. And she made me understand a lot of things and connect a lot of what I was going through to stuff that had happened to me in the past. Mm. So it made me leave there thinking, oh no, I'm not, I'm not here for her to kind of, you know, rub your back, rub my back kind of thing. It was kind of like, Oh no, this is why you feel like this because of stuff that's happened here and yeah. this is what we're connecting. And it, it just it was one of those things where I was more shocked than anything that 
Wow. Wow, I didn't know that affected me. Because like, last year it was a big deal for me because, well, the year before, I, I had gone through a lot of depression and, and suicide and stuff like that. And I was just at this, this almost last resort for me. Mm. And going to her was like, I, I remember telling her a lot of emotions. And I remember, I remember her saying to me, you don't like to be emotional, do you? I said, no, I hate it. Mm. Because if I speak about how I feel, it makes me realise who I am and mm. actually what I'm going through. Mm. And she's like, yeah, that's exactly what I need you to do. <laughs> because you're either afraid to talk about where you are and yeah. how you feel, and you're afraid that it will start to reveal a lot of things yeah. about you. And mm. I was like, yeah, that's why I don't talk about it. Mm. But it was that that opened it up. So when I was speaking about why you feel suicidal and why you feel depression and why you feel the way that you do... It doesn't justify it, but in your head you start to you start to come to a common ground that yeah. there is a problem I need to solve. Terms it. Of it, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that was a big deal for me. That's one of the things she, uh, that I do, and she was very um, admirable. I was just writing, like I write a lot. Mm. I write, like I said, I have a diary that absolutely no one will ever see in their entire yeah. life, just yeah. because. It's an outlet for me. Like I haven't, because mm. you know, I I talk, I can talk to people. You know, I'm very, like, I'm, I'm big on social media. Like yeah. I'm very open, but yeah. there are, a, I have to have a place where it's just me, just, yeah. just a place where I can write down exactly how I feel, yeah. spelling mistakes and all, grammar issues, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. And you know, even like the other day, I went back to it and I started reading it, and it started to make me tearful because I realized, wow, look at. This place where I was, mm. and you know, day by day, it does get slightly better. It mm. doesn't. It doesn't always feel like that. It doesn't always feel like it's progressive. But, it but you go back to it, and you remember who you are. You remember what you were going through. You remember, bro, mm. I'm still here. Like even after writing some of the stuff that mm. I was reading, I'm like, I'm still here. You know, it's a big deal to me. Yeah. And so it doesn't always work like that. Sometimes it can be a bit triggering. I get it. But for me, looking at where I've come from, reading about where I've been, the days that I've had, the emotion, it helps me. It does, it makes me realise, you know what, like, survival is a big deal, but survival is possible. Like, being alive and being grateful for life is very possible. So, Mm. that's always a big deal. And then just, yeah, I, I, I I tend to, obviously I get out quite a lot, as as people may know. I like a bit of truth. I love going out as well. (laughs) I love going out. But I also like, I like, I like meeting people. I like, I like, socialising yeah. or like you know like I, I take myself out sometimes I just go to dinner like by myself I don't care I'm really that yeah I saw your thing about Shard and Valentine don't you not do that please do you think I'm going to do it don't do it do you think I'm not going to do it don't I know, you, you I know, I know he's going gonna, gonna to go Shard on, the, on Valentine's Day only yeah. by himself I'm, I know you're going to do <laughs> it I know you're going to do it I'm, going to do it. I'm, I'm just asking you not to ready. I'm actually going to dress up myself everybody I'm asking you not to do you know what I think you should do it I think you should do it I've got my iPad yeah do it you know what do it I think you I'm going to dress my so iPad up in like a little tuxedo <laughs> sleeve and I'm just going to sit there. I, I don't want to talk to myself. You think, you think I won't make people uncomfortable? Well, I know you will. I'm going to post it just saying I'll meet you. Let's see how you find while you're at the I'm night. so done no, yeah. I know you will. I 100% I think know you should you will. do it. I definitely oh, do it. Thank you. I appreciate your support. <laughs> but yeah, maybe I, maybe I should take up this whole writing thing because all three of you are, you know, right, right, I maybe, I should, maybe I should get myself a journal on my way home no, and just write. I think you should. Honestly, just help because even like that, I told someone else to do that with a guy, and he was just like, "Oh, like, it's, like he wasn't, he couldn't tell me what it was that, he's, and I know he wanted to tell me, but you know, like, you just can't when you yeah. just can't." Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. like, "Do you know what?" I was like, "I think something that could help is you just writing." I was like, "It doesn't have to be like anything um, poetic." I was like, "Just literally, just write how you feel." I was like, "Just write to you." I was like, "Tell yourself and like, kind of like you're telling." another version of yourself yeah you're, yeah, you're yeah. kind of catching up with yourself and that's yeah. how i write and it's more like okay so today i write yeah. like that like kind of telling a story to myself i'm yeah. like i'm looking at myself from 
another view that makes sense so it's me the one who's hurting telling me you know how my I'm therapist hurting. yeah how <laughs> i'm do you get me so so i was like i said that to him i was like you should i should i'm thinking about it and write like that because it, it really does help i find it helps yeah. But, yeah yeah i think i might take up writing as my new um try the shard i think singing could be your thing <laughs> do you say try the shard i was just thinking about singing i think singing could be your thing because you sing okay okay we don't tell the whole world yeah we only have to ask you know, you know what's so funny is last night i was actually like in my room just singing because everyone yeah. went out and i was like it's just my life like i'm literally at home i'm in my prime youth but i should be having fun and everyone's gone out and i was just literally just singing like just listening to music and just singing but yeah i do sing but not like that like that i don't know why she's coming to yeah <laughs> no, but think, no, but think, no but i'm saying because that could be your outlet yeah yeah, I yeah. Sing, so that could be your outlet. i just feel shamed <laughs> that's my um, outlet but yeah no but going back to therapy i think that is so so important because i've always had this thing where it's like i feel like i'm if I go to therapy, I'm only just going to talk about it. And you, you're just going to sit there and you're just going to listen to me. But like, I'm still going to be going through what I'm going to be going through. But I think listen to your experience of it, it definitely can be definitely yeah. quite positive. Yeah, I, I actually yeah. think from, from a point of view, because I, I grew up in a very religious background. Yeah. So to talk about depression, mental health, suicide, stuff like that mm. was a taboo, let's be honest, just yeah. because you grew up knowing that, you know, faith is a strong point and mm. blah, 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 blah. And not to say that's not, but mm. the reality of it was... Is, I then thought anything outside of that mm-hmm. wasn't going to help. But yeah. actually, all it is is, is for, for anyone who has faith or anyone who doesn't, it's, it's an addition. Because mm. the reality of it is, is if you don't have an outlet, you bottle it in. in yeah. Bottle it in isn't good. I can tell you that for free because I do it. It's yeah. not good. Yeah, it's not good. It's yeah. unhealthy. Yeah. You start to, to see yourself in a I different have a man, light. I, random, have, I just have a random breakdown. Yeah, Honestly, like, like random, just, I'm literally like, in the yeah. office, yeah, yeah. 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 and I just go to the toilet and I'm crying. Oh my God, yeah. Why is it? Because I'm bottled in so much. I can't tell you A is why I'm crying. I just don't know. I just know that I'm just overwhelmed right now. Yeah. I literally have nights sometimes where I'm just like, I'm lying there and I just break down in tears. Mm. Yeah. No, and when people ask, you know, I, I, you know, I might tell someone, oh yeah, I just had one of those nights. Oh why? I don't, don't know. know. I don't yeah. know. Stop asking me <laughs> if questions. If I knew, I would try and help myself. Don't ask I me don't know. big man questions. Yep. I don't know. No, I, I don't. told you I cried. Just keep the information to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's because it's, it's just, just like, a whole. It's just it's just a whole. It's like, a thing. It's just a whole thing. Yeah. Like, like like I say, it's like a bottle, yeah. and it's just so much in that bottle that like if yeah. I was to on if I was to open just a little lid, like literal would just splurt out, and I don't. Think yeah, anyone yeah, yeah. is ready for you know that? that? Yeah. And you shake the bottle. And yeah, just, like and I just feel like no, and no I, one's I ready. I feel like we almost have to get to that point where everyone has to have that cry. Yeah, mm. you do. Actually yeah. Yeah. I was like, you need to cry. Definitely. Like you know, sometimes I go through life and I'm like, we I have not cried have, in a minute. Yeah, yeah. you need a good cry. Like, yeah, like you do, man. I saw able someone to encourage people not yeah. to. Yeah. yeah, I saw someone on Twitter I was like, what is excuse? Yeah, Someone on Twitter this morning or this week, honestly, was like, um, has anyone cried um in 2019 yet? And I just thought, oh, you go yeah. And I thought I actually have. I lost. I've had a little tear So sometimes I'm like really, really busy and. So I haven't really had time for scheduling a cry. It's not in my calendar. It's not. I'm too busy. No, but it's because I'm too busy that she's kind of 
be in touch with my emotions. Yeah. Something I'm trying to do more every day. So then um, I'm just like, okay, so I need to schedule, like, scheduling the cry. But having a good crying session is so... It's like, so doing, therapeutic. It's so good. So feeling, yeah. automatically feels like... Yeah, like, like, just have yeah. a good cry, with good music in the background. And you're yeah. just like, yes. Or sometimes <laughs> just laying in the dark, you know. I just, yeah. I find, I find laying in the dark very um calm I love it. I, yeah, I love yeah, yeah. it. And I just lay in the yeah. dark and I'm just like, go on, Look at us. We're just like... No, it's not. It's, it's, I can't lie though. to you. It's so pain. Like, you need yeah. just, I, I, I stick my AirPods in. I've specifically said AirPods. So I know. <laughs> okay, sorry. On that agenda. I stick my AirPods in. Yeah, that's right. I stick my AirPods in. <laughs> All right. And, and I just like I, like, I have like four playlists. And I just, yeah. I just, yeah. I just let it run. And it's, you know, it's not every single time I'm going to start shedding tears. However, there's just moments the where moments, you just yeah. take it in. Like, in you, just, yeah. you just need that. Sometimes yeah. life is so busy. You don't have, have the time. You have to you know schedule in And you need to. It's really, it's helpful. Yeah. And it I is, think for a lot of is. men, Definitely. they don't. I was do going to say that, yeah. yeah. Because men. again, it's the same mentality. I'm too busy, or I'm far I too crying. masculine to be crying. crying. You need to cry. I Big want my man to cry. cry. Yeah, I want, I, I want I my man like, to cry. I'm I want, lie. yeah, and I want my, my like my future partner to be able to come to me and literally just yeah. cry and just feel like he doesn't feel like less of a man because he's done that like literally whatever you're going through whether it be your job whether it be fat like, whatever it like, is because you know sometimes yeah yeah on. just people li- forget yeah yeah because right. yeah. you know like even i can't remember that, what i was watching the other day people look at it yeah i can't remember what i was watching the other day. i don't know if it was um if it was a show or whatever it was but it's something that happens in real life like where couples go through stuff and the woman is like crying about it and the man can't like he's just like oh everything can be fine like he's just that kind of person obviously you want someone to be there and be like okay everything's gonna be fine and stuff but sometimes as the woman like she doesn't know that he's he's affected by it so he, she's just thinking I'm the only one who's really distraught about it do you get what I mean like, mm-hmm. so like yeah so he's she's just thinking I'm the only one who's like really who's this is really affected say for example like a miscarriage or something she's thinking you haven't even like you don't you haven't said anything about you. All you do is tell me everything's gonna be fine. Well, we'll try again. You haven't showed me your emotion, but yeah. it's like he's hurting too. But then because he feels like I'm the man, I'm the one, I'm the man of the house. I have to keep it I together. Have to, I have to be the one yeah, to hold yeah, it together. Yeah. You're not. All, you don't always have to be yeah. the one to hold it together. Let's let's try and let's break down together and then mm. try and build back up together. Definitely. But yeah. yeah. Um, Definitely. Did you need a? Yeah, so one of my guests is um, going. Yeah. Well, can you let people know where to find? Because obviously he's a man of many talents, isn't it? So obviously <laughs> scared you have to fit us in, you know. Is it, is it true? I don't know. Okay, right? it's not alternative fact, that's for sure. <laughs> but, um, so let people know where to find you, all that kind of stuff, all that stuff. Um, so yeah, um, DB Captures, D for Duck, B for Bravo, Captures. Um, I'm on Insta, Twitter. Yeah, I only really use Twitter and Insta. Yeah. Um, if you follow me on He's Twitter... He's a good follow on Twitter. Yeah, I, I mean, if you follow me on Twitter, I'm just going to say, like, please don't be offended by my tweets. Like, it's, 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 I'm just here in it. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm a normal guy. I'm actually a nice guy sometimes. He's actually nice. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, and then my site is dbcaptures.com. I'm a photographer, videographer. Sometimes I sing. Yeah. Um, actually, check out my band, actually. He sings. DVTN official. Like, we're out here. Like, yeah, we've got DV, some stuff yeah. coming up. So check us out. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Thank, you Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah. So, but... Um I thought it's been a really good, insightful episode. I yeah, like no, this. I definitely, and I think, yeah, I'm definitely going to take up writing. <laughs> I'm definitely going to take up writing as one of my um, new oh, yeah, yeah, thingies yeah. for 2019. But yeah, I, I just, yeah, it just, I think sometimes it just can be really hard yeah. to um, open up. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people fear vulnerability. Vul- I can't even say the word. Vulnerability. Because I hate, I just hate being vulnerable. Yeah. And I feel like as well, sometimes I think that the people really care or you just ask and me And I think sometimes you just think, 
you can't provide me with a solution. So it's like, yeah. what is the point? I yes, think that's I'm, my yeah, thing but you know what is? Time. I found that sometimes, and because I'm not gonna lie to you, this is to toot my own horn away, but I'm a smart girl, and I know, <laughs> I'm a smart girl, and because I'm a smart girl, yeah, I know how. I need to deal with stuff. Sometimes I just need someone to listen. Yeah. That's my, so when I, when I tell people what's wrong with me, yeah. I just like, I don't necessarily want someone, unless I say, okay, what do you think I should do next? Yeah. I just need someone to listen to me and just let me know, okay, that just be silent and just, and just listen. listen. Yeah. I don't want you to offer me a solution. Yeah. I don't want you to tell me what you think I should do. I know what I need to do. <laughs> I just need someone to just, just listen. You know, you just feel like you're not, you're not heard. Mm. Just listen. But I feel like that's one thing. I feel like if you've got friends that are going through stuff and everything, um, mm. it's not always about like you telling them, okay, this is what you should do or this is a solution or whatever. It's sometimes it's just, sometimes people just want you, just want to know that someone cares enough to just be silent and listen. I feel like as yeah. well, inside to like, not even society, but I think in general, like we don't, we, when we listen to people, we don't listen to them. We listen to respond. You don't listen yeah. to understand. And I feel like this is why I don't tell a lot of people stuff is because mm. I feel like, I'm telling you stuff, but you're not, you're not listening to understand. You're not hearing me. Yeah. Like, you're listening to me. No, you're hearing. Yeah, you're hearing me, but you're not listening to me because you don't mm. understand. You're not trying to understand, or you're not putting yourself in a position to understand. You're just, you're just trying to just respond and just trying to get the next response out. Or like, do you get mm. what I mean? So just not, sometimes because you know people are like oh um awkward silences. I don't find them awkward. I feel like I sometimes love awkward silences. it needs to like something needs to it needs to mar- like just is it marinate. Just let it let it sink in for a yeah. minute before you kind of respond because yeah. exactly. you haven't understood what I've said. Awkward You're just trying to find silences is the phase where people are actually letting the information coming out from somebody else sink in yeah. to themselves to understand and just exactly. be just be silent for a minute and think, okay, I get that, and then respond. Not try and you know respond Jump as soon as I think. Yeah, yourself. but I think yeah. that's one of the reasons why I don't I don't like um. Saying things like there's certain things that I know, like I, I talk about stuff, but there's a oh, have I disconnected the mic? Is it right? But there's certain things that um I just don't. I feel like there's certain things that I still haven't been able to talk about, and I don't know if I'll ever talk about them. I would hope at some point in my life I will talk about them, but you know when you just, yeah, I feel like I'm just not there. There yet? Yeah, with, so, with certain yeah. stuff. Yeah, but then it's always it's a process. It's just Definitely. a process. It's just understanding that it's not gonna you're not gonna like heal from stuff or whatever overnight. Mm. It takes time. But I feel like as long as you're making moves and really, and you're just trying to every day making that decision, I feel like it's choice. You, every it's day you choice, have to yeah. you have to choose. Come you have to choose to be, to be happy. You have to choose to um, be in a better mental mental um, state than you were yesterday mm. because sometimes it's hard. But you just have to you have to do that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But um, so good. Yeah, I think this was quite insightful. This was very I, good. I think this is. I hope that our listeners appreciate this episode. Yes. But, um, yeah. We'll let you tell us about your book, book. and people can find it and when they can find you and everything like that. Excellent. Um, my book, Litchfield, um, based on therapeutic writing through poetry, is available for £10. Mm-hmm. Um, my Facebook profile is actually just for my friends and family, mm. um, where I do take orders and okay. add, add on, um, and people can follow to see my works and everything mm-hmm. that I'm involved in mm-hmm. is Instagram and it's fully Ali Baker. So it's F-U-L-L-Y-A-L-I-B-E-G-U-M. We'll put it in and the description box. What, what, once well. you've added <coughs> me on, you can order, order the book and I've got postcards and it's all based on therapeutic writing, mm. poetry, healing, mindsets. Yeah. So place your orders through there because you can get a hold of my email yeah. address as well. Yeah, we'll put it up um, in our description um, 
Box. Thing anyway, yeah. and we'll tweet it as well. So if you follow us on Instagram and Twitter as you should be, <laughs> <laughs> you find all the information. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much for having me. Thank, you, okay. for Thank, you, for Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. I feel yeah. like I've learned I've a lot. lot. Like I feel yeah. very inspired. Definitely. And I'm leaving and in a, a better mood than I came in because, boy, I was moody. Yeah. <laughs> a great, a, a, it's yeah. Saturday morning. Yeah. Done, and I'm it's just the weather. It's just, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. It's just clear out of us. Yeah. But yeah, um, thank you guys for listening. Yes. Um, we're going to sign out now. My name is Ekia Aubrey. Um, my own royalty. Oh, wait. Can you subscribe to me on YouTube? Thank you very much. Oh, yes. Promote yourself, actually. Go yeah, ahead. So um, I went back to starting a YouTube channel. I started originally like 2016. Thanks, girl. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I kind of stopped. I feel like I was going for a lot. I feel like I was... Mm. Okay, basically, my channel is a channel of like just kind of passing on encouraging words and like advice and just speaking on things my biggest thing, I just want people to like grow and I want people to like, I just feel believe in just, themselves. yeah, just feel better about yourself and just know that the experiences you're going through, you, you're not the only one going through it. And mm. also like, there's always, I always believe there's a, there's a brighter side of things. Mm. It doesn't matter what it is. You can always try and search and search and find one positive thing out of mm. anything. So really that's what my, that's what my channel is. It's just spreading positive vibes, spreading positivity, mm-hmm. just helping you feel better and just think different about certain situations in life as well. Like things that are like, normal things in life is just me kind of I didn't just you know talk my way through and just letting you see a different perspective I guess but yes I went back to doing that yes there's a lot of nerves but <laughs> went back to doing that so um follow me on subscribe to me on YouTube it's my own royalty and if you follow me on Twitter um it's my pinned tweet so support that please thanks yes guys make sure you guys hit that subscribe button yep. hit that like button yep. hit that share button don't wait for me to blow before you start supporting me <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot I think I just knocked that mic yeah I've been knocking this mic I hope it's, I hope all of this is recorded because I'm going to be very very angry no I should be recording Um, but yeah um, yeah make sure you guys hit her up you know yeah. hit that subscribe button and then, yeah, and and then keep an eye for no shade in it 2019 yeah we got a lot of um stuff in store for you guys we love to do yeah Um and um, yeah keep supporting us we really appreciate every single one like honestly I go through the oh this thingy. starts like a new year yeah oh yeah. you know I love a milestone oh <laughs> god um, but no I, I go through the countries of where people have listened to us from and like sick. yeah all the different like um, different um, listeners and everything like yeah. we really really appreciate every single one of you guys yeah. so like, where's, where's Sweden I've seen that I don't know where's Sweden that? is a country isn't it yeah Okay, that's well, like um like Switzerland <laughs> like, like Switzerland kind of area like okay yeah I'm not good at geography so it's that's a Europe is is it Europe yeah it's in Europe okay. Yeah, yeah, it's really. I like when I listen. When I look, we've got people from the Bahamas. We've got people from like all over the place. We had someone from um, New Zealand one time. I saw no the Middle Eastern countries. I said, really? Okay, come through. But yeah, (laughs) but yeah, we appreciate everyone. Twenty nineteen, we're gonna be bigger and better. Amen. Um, Just keep supporting us. Yeah, if you if you want to hit us up, collabs, whatever, talk, invite us out. Invite us on your podcast as well and stuff like that. We funny. I already know that. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. Yeah, but I hope this episode really helps people. Definitely, like, I think especially with like a new year. Yeah. With a new year, it can be quite daunting yeah, and a bit January, scary. Like you said, like January, yeah. people just think that January's got this this bad, bad and um, what's is that? Is that pressure? It, that is that pressure month? Yeah, and it's like yeah, it's like but I feel like it's kind of we've convinced ourselves that January is always a bad month. And it's yeah. kind of like self-fulfilling prophecy. Like, yeah. Because we always say, January's a bad month. January, like, we all then live to that. Yeah. We live up to it being a bad month. So try and make an active 
a mental positive note yeah to not make a bad mum and stuff but we really hope this episode has helped you and yeah just follow our guests as well on the social media i'll put it all in the description in the description so you can know where to find them and get Philly's book and you know we'll just come support everybody okay yes but thank you for listening uh, yeah and you can find this episode god didn't know where to find it listen this just part. make sure you follow us on soundcloud <laughs> twitter and spotify and itunes and, and hashtag when you're listening can we can you let us know when you're yeah because i know a lot of people listen but you guys don't like to hashtag and yeah, let us know you're listening know. so yeah let's or like know tweet us or like at us on instagram and stuff like that yeah we really appreciate the support so yeah. just um i feel like this, this bit has gone on for quite a while yeah we need to cut it out now <laughs> all right <laughs> all right thanks bye, bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.